your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 261 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. That music you are hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. As always, a big shout out to them for allowing us to use their tunes at the start of this podcast. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you will get 20% off of your first order and we got a very special treat for you guys today gonna be joined in just a second here by my good friend kevin labella kev's been on the show a couple times in the past he works for the nhl network and comcast and he's gonna join us in just a second here to talk about the first new york ranger practice of the season feels great to say that out loud we're also gonna be talking quite a bit about the world juniors we got two semifinal matchups on tap for tonight and then tomorrow will be the gold medal game and the bronze medal games as well united states and canada both playing in semifinal matchups tonight all right, and so without any further ado, let's go ahead. Welcome today's special guest from Comcast and the NHL Network, Mr. Kevin LaBella. Kev, how are we doing today, buddy? Good, John. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. You know, 2020 is over. We've got the first day of Ranger practice, and we've got the World Junior Semifinals. So this is pretty sweet for a Monday, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, God, I'm just so busy with this this tournament. It's been nonstop since uh, Christmas Day, and we've been just – honestly, my team's been knocking it out of the park. If anybody's been watching the tournament on the NHL Network, uh, I hope everybody's been enjoying it. <clears throat> We're trying to provide the best coverage we can with the sources available from Canada. Um, and with the whole COVID going on, you know, it's a, diff- a little bit of a different thing. We kind of didn't really send um, too much staff up there. It's pretty much just Jill Savage up there, and then our announcers are kind of voicing the games from the NHL Network studios. So it's it's a little different this year, but – it's nice having it in Canada where the games are at reasonable times as opposed to Finland last year where everything's at 4 a.m. and 5 a.m. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's been great. It's been a lot of fun. I've kind of been describing this as, and this is no disrespect to this tournament because it's a great tournament in its own right, but I know all of us Ranger fans, you know, we're really excited for the start of the regular season. And I've kind of been calling this tournament like the appetizer before the main course because we're getting to see some Ranger prospects and we're just getting to see good competitive hockey. You know, world competition is always a ton of fun. And we got two great semifinal matchups on tap for tonight. Canada against Russia at 6 Eastern time, USA against Finland at 930. Uh, I don't even know where to start with this tournament, man, but I guess I'll start from your perspective. I mean, what's it been like covering this tournament because i know it's big for you guys over there and i know you have a lot of fun with this so what's it like you know being at the office and, and covering all these games so yeah again I, had, I haven't been uh even had to go into the office since uh i guess let's see the championship parade and the draft and the free agency since then we kind of been uh you know bare bones staffing wise airing a lot of old, older game content and then just this has really ramped up everything um you know it started a little iffy with uh, some guys on Sweden, some guys on Germany having COVID when they uh, got over here and it kind of threw a wrench into the plan. So the preliminary round games, a couple of them got canceled. Um, once we finally got going though, hockey started exactly where you'd expect it. Um, you know, U.S. 
played Finland, who were playing tonight in the very first exhibition game, um, beat them three to two. The score was a little closer than the game actually was. I think the U.S. dominated a little bit more than that. Um, it was still a really good game. You could tell still everybody was trying to get their feel for everything. Um, but then, you know, once the preliminary round starts, uh, the, the group play, you know, we took kind of a bad loss to Russia. Um, you know, I don't think Spencer Knight played as well as he was hoping. Um, everybody was kind of hyping him up as going to be the big best goalie in the tournament. And, and the kid is the kid's a stud, don't get me wrong. Um, and I'm not saying the hype got to him, but he looked a little rusty and he gave up a couple bad goals, handling the puck not great. Um, so they ended up losing that game to Russia. But then they ripped off three shutouts in a row against Austria, yeah. Czech Republic, and Sweden. And, you know, Sweden hadn't lost a game in the preliminary round since 08 and then goes out there and loses three in a row. <laughs> So yeah, that was yeah. kind of strange to see that happen. Um, yeah, it's again, weird. What, what I think is crazy is, you know, if you go undefeated in the preliminary round, you're automatically the one or the two, depending on what the what the team on the other side did. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure Sweden only has one gold since 08. And it's like, man, you're the one or two seed every year for 12 years, 13 years straight, and you only have one gold, and then you got our your boy, Leah Sanderson, slinging his silver <laughs> into the crowd. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, U.S. looks great. Uh, honestly, Canada looks pretty unstoppable. I'm, I, I would love to see Russia knock them off today, and us get another shot at Russia. But then you know, does the tournament mean as much without uh, without us playing Canada, or is it the same thing playing Russia? You know, I, honestly, I'd rather play Russia to get the revenge on them from the last game, but. Like Ric Flair says, you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. So beating <laughs> Canada is the only way to really act like you're the winner of this tournament. Amen. And, you know, it, it, I mean, first of all, we got to get past a really tough Finland team. But I think it would be a very exciting, very intriguing matchup either against Canada or Russia. Canada certainly seems to be the best team in the tournament. But, you know, you mentioned that game that the United States had against Russia to open the preliminaries. And, of course, the United States lost. They clearly did not play their best. Spencer Knight did not have his A game. But, you know, watching that game, I didn't feel like Russia really dominated. I think it was just a case where the U.S. kind of shot themselves in the foot a couple of times. Uh, one or two soft goals, and then right before Knight got pulled, he had that thing where, you know, he skated way out of his crease and tried to move the puck up the boards, and Russia got the puck and just shot it into the empty net. It was just a weird game. United States, they were down 4-1, they make it 4-3, to so they had a shot at the end there. But, you know, it could be uh, an interesting rematch against Russia as well if we end up facing them in the gold medal. But I think either way, it's going to be a lot of fun if the U.S. gets there. Yeah. I mean, you nailed it with everything you just said about that Russia game. Really a couple soft goals. Um, he, he, something just, he didn't look right. He didn't look comfortable. I don't know if he's still easing his way into this tournament um, or just, you know, I don't know if everybody hasn't played in a while and, and, and just not really ready to start that game. But, yeah, then, then the mishandling of the puck was terrible. Yeah. Uh, but then Wolf comes in and, and does a fantastic job. I don't think he gave up anything once once he came in. Um, and, you know, if we play Russia, do, do you go back tonight or do you go Wolf? And, and, you know, Wolf hasn't been playing too much lately, but he, I think he got one, one of the starts after the Russia game. Uh, maybe it was the Austrian game, um, but that's not really the same competition at all. But it, I, I don't know. I think they're going to be 
I think they'll beat Russia if they get them again. I think they know what they did wrong and will not repeat those same mistakes. But like I said, I'd rather than play Canada and go after them. But that Canadian team, man, boy, do they look good. They're ridiculous. Yeah, it, it's it's scary. It really is scary. But you know what? I think even if Canada wins this tournament, I still think Zegers ends up as the player of the tournament. This this kid, Anaheim's got a gem in this kid. Um, boy, does he look good. Whether it's not just the scoring. I mean, you know, he gets back on defense and, you know, he he plays both ends of the ice and he's always involved. You know, he's like watching like Magic Johnson or Larry Bird out there. Like, you know, the play goes through him. Um, you know, not like he even not playing the point on a power play, but you know, you remember when the, the Rangers used to put Step on back at the point or put Zuccarello back at the point. You know, you got a forward kind of dictating everything that's going on there from an offensive standpoint, and and the kids, his hockey IQ is absolutely through the roof. Yeah. Um, he looks he looks great, and I'm, I'm I can't with that's why I like this tournament because you see these kids do so good, and then it's like. All right, let's see what are they going to do once they come up. And I always think back to uh, Dylan Strom or Ryan, yeah, Dylan Strom. You know, he played so good with Connor in the minors, goes to Arizona, doesn't really do anything. Um, but while he's killing it on in the World Junior Tournament, and then you know has no career in Arizona, and then the minute they send him to Chicago, the kid's a stud. Yeah, so again, absolutely. You know, yeah. maybe you got to be in the right the right situation coming out of this tournament. But this this clearly shows you who the stars of the next generation of hockey are going to be. Which I that's that's the thing I enjoy about this so much. Wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Lockdown New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Online. Are we ready for some football? College football heads into bowl season, and there are some big matchups this weekend. The NFL regular season has concluded, and there are some big-time playoff matchups right around the corner. And there is only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner by going on Twitter and going to at betonline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use promo code LOCKEDON for your sign-up bonus. Once again, that is promo code LOCKEDON in all caps, and you will get your sign-up bonus. Hashtag BetOnline. Just wanted to tell you guys real quick about Locked On Bets. 2020 is mercifully over. It is time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. One line that I have to ask you about the United States, obviously, we got to talk a little bit about Brett Burrard. You know, the Rangers pick, pick him in the fifth round this past year in the draft. He's out there with Bobby Brink and John Farinacci. Just a very hardworking, hard-nosed line. I mean, they really get after the puck, and they came through big time against Slovakia the other night because that game was getting scary. The U.S. was up 3-0. The, uh, Slovakia closes it to 3-2, and then with about four minutes left, uh, they go in hard on the forecheck. They're behind the net, and all these guys are just working their tails off to maintain possession of the puck. And then Farinacci has the puck, 
and he just comes in front with kind of a wraparound and scores, and that makes it four two. And at that point, you can breathe a little bit if you're the fan of the uh, fan of the United States. Uh, what what is your take on Brett Burrard and, and just this line as a whole here? I mean, they've really been big time yeah. in the United States. Again, I, I think it's more of a kind of a role player line, you know, that kind of third line, gritty line. Um, but I think they're they're the energy line. You know, they're they're they give them a different look, different spark when they're out there, more physical. Um, that goal for Anachi the other night. I mean, when he first went for that wraparound, it immediately looked like Matteau on on Brodeur. Right? But yeah. It, yeah. I think I think I I watched the replay a couple times. I don't think he actually five holed him. I think he went far post on him. Which how many times do you see a wraparound and the guy go far post? Yeah. Not really right, that right. often. No, no. Um, but yeah, like you're saying, what they they got in there and they were pinching and, and and just keeping that puck deep the whole time. I mean, their their offensive zone time was incredible. Just just keeping it in there, and, you know. You can't discount how, how long you keep uh, the other team's line pinned in their own end and, and can't get out of there and, and how tired they get and how overworked they get. Doing that work in the corners is tough. Um, and then you don't let them get to the bench and, you know, pays yeah. off. They're tired and, and you get a perfect opportunity like that. But um, I think the Rangers prospect, he's, he's – I would say he's probably the third of the three on that line. But, you know, again, you pair him with the – it's clear that you pair him with those guys with the right people and they yep. know their role. It's perfect. Yeah, I think uh, Berard, you know, there's no guarantees, and I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I mean, he's just played, what is it, like five games here for the United States in this tournament, and obviously yep. this is not the NHL. But if and when he does make it to the New York Rangers, I get the feeling he's going to be a very popular player because – He's a little bit undersized, and like we were talking about, you know, he's got a very high compete level. And uh, I would even say maybe a little bit of Matt Zuccarello in him in that he's not the biggest guy out there. I think maybe Zuccarello, the more naturally talented player, and Berard maybe a guy who's willing to kind of instigate a little bit more than Zuccarello was. But I see a little bit of uh, similarities there. I don't know if you've picked up on any of that as of yeah, yet. Yeah, you know, I, I agree. I think I, I would lean more toward, towards uh, Ryan Holweg. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> kind of, kind of smaller, but will bounce around and lay the wood on guys. You know, you don't really see Zuccarello banging around in the corners That's as true. much as as this guy this guy does. Um, but again, he's probably more skilled than Ryan Holweg ever will would have been. Yeah. Um, but again, just the, just the kind of speed and, and the intensity he goes out there with is it's kind of what it looks like. Um, but yeah, I, I, Ranger fans would be crazy to not be excited to see what this kid's got. Yeah, especially given that they took him in the fifth round. And uh, another Ranger prospect. Got to ask you about Braden Schneider. He's playing for Team Canada, the Rangers' second of two first-round picks this year. Of course, we all know who the other one was. But, you know, he got into a little bit of trouble early. <laughs> he got into a little bit of trouble early in the tournament. You know, he's, he's up against Germany, a big hit to the head early in the first period. Uh, ended up getting suspended for the following game. But, you know, he's mostly played well when he's been out there. I mean, have you gotten a chance to kind of hone in on what Schneider's doing? Uh, and, and what are your impressions of him so far? So that hit was bad. The hit was yeah, bad. Yeah. There was no no reason for it. Um, again, I don't know if the intent was there, but he put himself in a bad spot. Um, it, it, it was clear as day. You knew immediately he was going to be out for the next game. Um, but he's he's come back and he's looked good. Hey. Um, I've got the whole Canadian. It's tough to judge that team because everybody is so good on that team. Um, yeah. But he, he fits right in line with the rest of them. Uh, again, he's a physical guy, 
super skilled player. Um, you know, I think he could get a little more size to him, um, fill out a little bit. And again, these kids are so young right now. Um, God, we we had somebody we were talking about the other night on the network that they uh, oh Jack Hughes we're <laughs> talking about. He put on some muscle and he he put on twenty pounds of muscle and he's up to one eighty five. <laughs> it's like he's only up to one eighty five by putting right. on twenty pounds. Right. So uh, Ken Ken Danico was calling him Jack Hughes. That, <laughs> I like it. Be his nickname now. I but like again, it again. You know these these guys get bigger, they fill out, and, and their skills just keep getting better. But Schneider over overall, I think he's going to be. I, I think the kid's legit. Um, you know maybe a year or two before you actually get to see what he can do on the team. Um, but, you know, our future's looking pretty good. I, again, the Rangers have a horrible draft history. Last 20 years, not good. Um, again, you got a couple of McDonough, uh, not McDonough, um, J.T. Miller, uh, Brady Shea, uh, Kreider, guys like that. You got a couple good ones, but mostly not great. Um, so, you know, I think they've been better. And I think JD in charge of the team is, uh, you know, we have a direction now. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors. And unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off of your first box at BuiltBar.com. Once again, use promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off your first box at www.BuiltBar.com. This week on the Locked On NHL podcast, get ready for the start of the regular season with Sarah Evampato and the Locked On NHL preview series. Previews of all 31 NHL teams, division by division, and who to pick up and drop in your fantasy leagues, courtesy of Locked On Fantasy Hockey host Scott Cullen. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. And speaking of, uh, you know, recent New York Ranger graphics, obviously we hope it works out for these two guys a little bit better than it has some of the other Ranger first-round picks over the years, but Alexi Lafreniere, Capo Caco, they were both still eligible to play in this tournament. Now, were you cool with the Rangers not sending them? Would you have liked to have seen them play in it? I mean, just give me any thoughts that you have on, on that whole situation. I, I would have loved to see Caco. Um, yeah. Honestly, it'd be not good for tonight's game if he was there. But yeah. uh, <laughs> just the way his season went last year, you know, you just want to see him get more opportunities with high-level talent you know, against him. And again, yeah, I get it, it's still kids, but this this tournament is a high-level intensity competition that, you know, even though they're young, this is really good competition in this tournament all around. Um Fernier, I guess I don't really care. I saw what he could do last year. He doesn't need to prove anything else in this tournament, that's for sure. But, again, you know, it, it'll help him get ready for the season more than, you know, a couple of days on the ice in uh, Tarrytown. 
Yeah, that that was kind of my big thing. I was kind of, you know, that was a, an issue that we've been debating on this podcast for quite a while. And I think the biggest reason why I want to see them play in the tournament is there's no preseason for the NHL. And in Lafreniere's case, I mean, you're going from just a handful of practices to, wow, here we go. NHL regular season game against the Islanders on, well, not on opening night, but the night after opening night, you get the idea. And uh, I think it would have been cool. And, and just selfishly, you know, I just want to see the best players available play in this tournament. And Lafreniere, I mean, God, Canada's scary enough without him, but he might have made them unbeatable. But I, I think it would have been a lot of fun, you know, selfishly, just to see both these guys in this tournament. Yeah, I mean, you always want to see them playing in the highest level and the highest, uh, you know, the best guys in this tournament. But, you know, it would have been nice to have him have that speed ready. I think you're going to see that in the first week of the NHL season. That, And it was just like when everybody came back for the couple of, return to play exhibition games before they started the playoffs. You could tell teams weren't ready. Um, they weren't used to the speed that they're, they're normally accustomed to. Um, some teams more than others um, were, were more prepared. I, you know, I don't know if teams practice more than, than the rest of them, but you, you get the feeling that te- certain teams that prepare better have a better start to these things. And, with the new alignment of the divisions, you know, you, you got the days on the schedule where you're playing back to back to back against the same teams, um, you know, three games in a row against the Devils. By the third game, have you figured out every trick in the book that this team has? You know, it's going to be a very strange season this year. And I still haven't seen um, – I'm basing it off of – we do our division preview shows leading into opening night. And we're doing the West and the Central on one night, and we're doing the Eastern and the Northern on one night. And I just wonder, does that mean that the Canadian division now lines up with the Eastern division? Um, I think it's going to be really strange this year that who was in the Stanley Cup last year, Dallas and Tampa Bay, are now in the same division. Yeah, yeah I didn't even think of that. Um, yeah, that's a good point. You could have Boston and Tampa Bay playing in the Stanley Cup this year two teams that are normally in the same division. Yeah. The, just yeah. the, the matchups and everything is going to be so out of whack this year. Um, rivalries, you know, you look at the East, the rivalries are going to be as intense as ever. And you look at the Central, it's like teams that never play each other are now going to be playing each other eight times, back to back to back. Um, it's going to be a real weird season this year, but we're ready yeah. to go. It, it's almost like there's four different hockey leagues this year because there's absolutely no crossover between any of the four divisions until you get to the point where you're in the conference. I don't even know if they're going to call it the conference finals, but until we get to the third round of the playoffs when there's only four teams remaining, one from each division, it's like you have four separate NHLs this season, which is actually kind of fun to think about a little bit. Yeah, and again, it's, it's like I was saying, the way the divisions line up, you know, I constantly see people online talking about why is Carolina not in the East and why is Tampa not in the East? And well, what are you going to take Pittsburgh out of the East when yeah, no. <laughs> they're going to have to drive past Philly and New York to get to Carolina? Like, you know, again, it's not, it's not a perfect thing. The, the Canadian teams had to be together. I mean, obviously Montreal and Toronto should be are closer to the Eastern division teams then, you know, Toronto, I mean, then uh, Tampa and Carolina and you know, Columbus or whatever. It, they had to make decisions, and, and it is what it is. This is the rules we're playing this year. Do your best. You know, baseball, same yep. thing. Like, yeah, it wasn't, 
wasn't a perfect science what they did last year, but it worked. Um, yeah, I would have loved to see the Yankees go a little further, but, you know, it is what it is. You, you, they set the rules. Everybody agreed to them. Do what you got to do from there. You know, it, it's you can't have everything you want. And with the Canadian border situation, that, this is what they had to do. And, you know, everybody's going to abide by it. Everybody's got the same schedule. Yeah, teams in the Central are definitely going to be doing more traveling. Those Canadian teams definitely going, you know, Montreal to Edmonton and Vancouver back and forth is a lot of travel, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I think all these leagues are doing the best they can, you know, given the circumstances that they've been dealt. And, uh, you know, we talked about the schedule and everything. We're kind of shifting gears to the Rangers a little bit. I got to ask you about Henrik Lundqvist. I mean, obviously, it just breaks your heart. <sighs> it's It's crazy because, you know, doing this show every day, I, you know, I wake up, I go on Twitter, okay, did anything big happen? And something you're really not expecting to see is that Henrik Lundqvist has a heart condition. And then a few days later, we find out he's going to need open heart surgery. I mean, you know, it's just a gutting moment. What was your reaction to, to finding that out just like the rest of us? So I have a bit of a unique perspective here because I actually have almost the same thing wrong with me. Yeah. Um, I was born, I was born with an aortic valve insufficiency, which means, uh, when my aorta closes, I get a little bit of backfill. A little bit of, it doesn't close properly, so I get a little bit of blood that comes back into my heart. Um, I was always told from my pediatric cardiologist, I think they diagnosed me when I was six, that no wrestling, no weightlifting, no football. They always said hockey was okay until huh. high school when my, when my high school combined with two other high schools to finally get a hockey team then they would not clear me for it. Um, so I kind of know what he's going through a little bit. But again, I, other than those restrictions, yeah, I'd get tired a little easier, but it was never like anything you really noticed. Um, you know, a little lack of stamina. But other than that, no, no change from every day-to-day life. But I had to go every year and, and go through a stress test and run on the treadmill and, you know, get an EKG and echocardiogram and go through, you know, the ultrasound and they see, you can, you can see it clear as day on the, on the monitor where the blood leaks back in a little bit. So kind of have a unique perspective on it. And I, I, I'm more concerned that, you know, did they know he had this? Did he know he had this? Um, you know, I saw a lot of people immediately start taking shots at the Rangers uh, training staff. Like, did they, did they know and not tell him or, and I can't imagine yeah. that that would they would do something like that, or that Henrik doesn't have doctors outside of the organization at some point in his life that would have seen this because apparently you you can hear this stuff um, every time I go to the cardiologist they always bring in a a student or an intern and are they're always like oh listen to this guy's heart listen to this guy's heart you could hear it you could hear it and I'm always like a perfect example for them to show students like okay you could hear this you should be able to diagnose this immediately um so I, i'd be shocked beyond belief if this thing went undiagnosed this long but the fact that this is just coming out now and he's already having open heart surgery um and it sounds like his is a little more serious than than what i'm dealing with um, yeah from what that, they were talking about the surgery he's got to have three things changed out um you know and and the technology over the years, like when I was a kid, they used to tell me that they would have to crack my chest open and take out my pulmonary valve, put in a fake one, take out my aorta and put my pulmonary valve in for my aorta. 
and that, it always scared the crap out of me. It just always sounded like such an intense yeah. surgery, and I'd have this, I'd have this gnarly scar down my chest. And now they tell me they would just make a little incision um, by your hip, and they fish an inflatable valve up to your heart, and they just put the inflatable valve in place for your valve that's there. They don't take the your actual one out. So the inflatable one takes over, and it's almost like a fail-safe. If the inflatable one ever stopped working for whatever reason, um, your regular one just takes back over and, and just does the work itself. And, you know, like as a kid, they tell me maybe I get a pig valve and, like, all this crazy stuff that makes you really worried as a kid. And, um, thank God I haven't had anything. I haven't had to have surgery since, and I'm okay. But eventually I'll have to have it. But, like, Hank, you know, this is – this was the man for so long in New York. Yeah. And it was, you know, how many Ranger fans were going to go into the season actually rooting for the Capitals just so he could get his cup? Yeah. Um, you know, I was. I, I, I'm i in these Ranger groups online that people buy the Capitals jersey. And, you know, everybody was psyched for him. Like, hey, if we can't get him one, hopefully they can. And it's, yep. it's just really sad to see. And, you know, the guy's been such an ambassador for the game and for Sweden and, you know, for the Rangers. It's you know, Rangers always try to be the classiest organization in New York. You know, you get that reputation. And this guy was the epitome of that. You know, he was the Derek Jeter of the NHL. He was the face for so long. Yeah, he didn't get the cup when we had the chance. But, you know, he's been nothing but super professional and, you know, the guy you want to represent your team or your league for that matter. Um, it's just sad to see. I just hope he's okay. God forbid this doesn't go well. But, you know, the doctors, I'm sure he's got the best doctors in the world to deal with him. So I'm sure everything will go okay. But, yeah, you know, it's, it's scary. You never, you never want to see anybody have to go through anything like that. Yeah, I mean, and first of all, I didn't know that about you. So thank you for sharing that and just kind of, uh, you know, sharing your experiences and comparing it to Henrik Lundqvist a little bit here. But, you know, first of all, let me preface what I'm about to say by saying health and safety first. Henrik Lundqvist has a family. He's got to get himself taken oh. care of and, and all that good stuff. But I do have to at least float the storybook ending of all storybook endings where, you know, he misses this entire season, gets the open heart surgery, somehow comes back and plays hockey again. And then at the age of, I think, 40, it would be, you know, either with a team like maybe he stays with the Capitals. Maybe they just re-up him on a one-year deal. Maybe he ends up with the Avalanche. I mean, that's always been a rumor over the last couple of years, it seems like. Can you imagine if he yep. gets a Stanley Cup after all this? It's the storybook ending to end all storybook endings. Yeah, I mean, just <laughs> you could, like, you know, Michael Kay always said every time Jeter did something, like, you can't write this stuff. And that's, yeah, you know, yeah. you're right. Storybook ending. That would be icing on the cake for him. He'd be able to ride him off into the sunset back to Sweden, you know. Again, I thought he was going to just go back and go play with Joel on, on the Swedish team. And, you know, Joel won the championship the last two years um, out in that league, which we also air on the NHL Network. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that would be that would be amazing. I would love for him to come out here to Colorado and do it out here. Yeah, I'd yeah. probably go to more hockey games that year than I ever have in my life. All right, as always, a big, big thanks to Kevin LaBella for joining the show here. A big thanks to you guys for listening as well. And as this week progresses, we will continue to track everything happening at Ranger practice. We'll see how they line up in day two. Are they going to shuffle the lines? Will they stick with what they've gone with so far? And we will also be discussing the rest of the World Juniors Tournament 
Obviously, it's going to be over by tomorrow night, but today we've got the two semifinal matchups, and then tomorrow, once again, the bronze medal game first, and then the gold medal game, and uh, we'll see what happens as it pertains to these remaining four teams. Definitely looking forward to that. And also, just wanted to remind you guys that Lockdown NHL is back to five days a week with the season just around the corner, so really looking forward to that, bring you the latest on the New York Rangers every single day. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.